At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. What's going on, fine citizens? Welcome to the Throwdown Thursday edition of the Detroit City Cast. We're getting ever so closer to Super Bowl 56. I'll be on my way to Vegas as you listen to this show. We've got so many different props and angles to get to over the next couple of days. I want to talk about the Matt Stafford angle, how it relates to us here in Detroit as well on this show. And I'm very up in arms about something that has made me personally feel like I was robbed. You know how much I'm an emotional guy if you've listened to me for a long time and care about the world and love and and, and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like I was just, you know, completely taken advantage of and put over the ball. And uh, I'll explain all that uh, coming up in a bit as well, but... I want to go right to the Motown betting window. And it's brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And of course, it's all about Super Bowl 56. The line right now, Rams, minus four at Bet Rivers, minus 110. Bengals, plus four, minus 110. We've kind of seen this kind of level itself out. We saw three and a half, then four, then four and a half. Some fives out there for the Rams. And now it's kind of leveled off at four. Very even betting with the Sharps. And, and the public, the money line for the Rams at minus 195, Bengals at plus 168, and the total's been flat for several days now, uh, even though there's a little more play on the over as far as money and tickets. Uh, 48 and a half is the total right now, both minus 110 over or under at Bet Rivers. And I, I want to get into some of the interesting boosts that you've got at Bet Rivers, and you've got some really cool things coming up. Starting today, there's a special prop uh, boost they're going to be doing each and every day from now until Sunday. So check that out when you log into Bet Rivers on the app or on the website. And I've discussed some of these bets with you, and I love a couple of them. And the one I love the most, and it's not going to be an easy one to cash, but if you cash it, boy, are you going to be feeling good about yourself. Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, and Beckham Jr. all to score touchdowns. It was 19 to 1, now it's 25 to 1. Now, we've explained this before. It's all about finding value. You've got to take chances sometimes. And yeah, you got to be willing to lose your whatever your unit is, 25 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever the unit is. You've got to be willing to, to lose a unit on a play like this. This isn't like taking an NBA game you really like or an NFL game you really like or a total you really like in college football. This is taking a chance. This is like doing a parlay. It's basically a four-leg parlay. I just look at it like this. I think Chase and Cup are definitely going to score. Beckham Jr. is always good for kind of a breakaway touchdown at some point during a game, and he's had success with Matthew Stafford at times. And then Joe Mixon, if they get close to the goal line, he's going to have a chance to score as long as they don't vulture him. So you, you lay 100 bucks, and it's 2500 on the comeback. So I love that. I'm going to definitely, uh, I already have a unit plan on that for, for myself. And then there's another one I like, which is Cooper Cup to score a touchdown in each half. I was talking about that yesterday on uh, VEASAN's Rush Hour with Danny Burke. That was 4-1, to one, now it's 5-1. to one. And I look at it like this. I can see Cup scoring on the first drive uh, that the Rams have the, the possession on offense of, and then maybe sometime in the third or fourth quarter, you know, maybe to help put the game away, 
I think he's got a chance of scoring two touchdowns. If he does, I think one comes in each half. So I like the five to one there. Here's some more boost for you at Bet Rivers. Chase over 79 and a half receiving yards. Cup over 104 and a half receiving yards and over 55.5 points for the game. So obviously you're going up seven points for the total. That was six and a half to one. Now it's eight and a half to one. That one I don't love as much. But there is some value there if you think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford to rush for a touchdown. That was plus 220. Now it's plus 240. Burrow or Stafford combined for over four and a half passing touchdowns. This one I actually do like because I think Burrow's going to get two. I think Stafford has three or four. That was 175 plus 175. Now it's up to two to one. And then Aaron Donald and Von Miller each to record a sack. That was plus 140. Now it's plus 160. Joe Burrow to have more passing yards than Matthew Stafford. Um, was minus 110. Now it's plus 110. That one I don't really like that much. I think Stafford, even with Burrow being behind, I believe that's the way the game's going to go. I still think Matthew Stafford has more passing yards than Burrow. And then the longest field goal made to be greater than the longest pass completion. That's a new one. That was minus 155. Now it's minus 125. So you got to think about it like this. There's a 55-yard field goal. Or are you going to have a you know, pass that's longer than 55 yards. The longest field goal is 57 yards, et cetera, et cetera. So that's down to minus 125. Let's give you the up-to-date numbers on where the money is right now. Rams money line has 56% of the wagers, or money, excuse me, 48% of the bets slash wagers. Rams spread has 47% of the money uh, and 40, uh, 40, 47% of the money, excuse me, and 41% of the bets. And then the over has 53% of the money and 64% of the bets, yet the line hasn't really moved at all. I mean, we saw some 49s, we saw some 48s, but it's basically been 48 and a half for a solid week now. Uh, very evenly split. You don't see Super Bowls often that are this evenly split. Uh, and it's interesting to me because basically what it tells me is that the Sharps, the guys that do this, you know, day in, day out, and all due respect to the public and a lot of you, you know, uh, novice bettors that just do this for fun every now and then. I know a lot of people that listen to this show uh, are serious bettors like myself, but there's nothing wrong with whether you're a serious better or, uh, you know, kind of a casual better or just once every few, you know, times a year for the Super Bowl, things like that, the NBA Finals. The, the fact is you've got the Sharps that got this line down to where it's at. And the fact that it's so split right now with the money public-wise and overall, if there was a big play one way or the other, we would have seen the move. It would have gone down to three, it would have gone to five. I know we saw it go to five for a minute, but it settled back down at four. So to me, that just lets you know this line is where it should be. I do believe the Rams are going to win this game. I do believe the Rams are going to win by more than four points. But my play is a money line play on the Rams. And I'm also going to tease the Rams points to up to plus two, as well as the over down to 42 and a half. So that's the plays that I'm making along with all the different props we've discussed. Uh, also some stuff uh, you can think that's interesting for the weekends. Uh, Bet Rivers has uh, over one and a half holes in one made at the Waste Management Open. Uh, that was plus 180. Now it's plus 200. And also Justin Thomas to finish top 10 and either Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford to rush for 10 plus yards was plus 215. Now that's plus 235. So look into that uh, before the tournament gets going on Thursday. I'm a big golf better. We've been talking a lot of golf on this show. I've given you golf winners so far since we started the show. I've, I'm going to be talking about it. Uh, throughout the rest of the year and I will tell you the four plays I have for the Phoenix Open are Jordan Spieth, Adam Scott, Francisco Molinari and Putnam. Andrew Putnam, those are my four plays for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We're going to get to a lot 
of more, a lot more of the props. There's Bet Rivers has over 600 wagers on the games right now uh, for the Super Bowl. So we'll get to that coming up on the Football Friday show. Uh, and don't forget to log into Bet Rivers and check out those uh, special props they're going to give you each and every day, one a day, uh, special boost between now and Super Sunday. And I'll be giving you all the, the, the feelings and the flavor and the sights and the sounds from Las Vegas, which to me, aside from Los Angeles, the site of the Super Bowl, the host of the Super Bowl, the best place to be on Super Sunday. I'll be all over town for the next several days, so can't wait to do that. I'll be on Visa as well, so be able to check me out there. Uh, and definitely having the time of my life, as I always try to do, so some of you can live vicariously through me if you want. Uh, all right, we're going to get into... Something that's been really frustrating me on, on a personal note, as well as the Matt Stafford angle here in Detroit. And something that has really been interesting to me that I've been hearing from not the majority, but definitely a decent amount of people uh, when it comes to Matthew Stafford playing in the Super Bowl as the former longtime Detroit Lion, the franchise quarterback, and how you're feeling about that. We'll get into that coming right up here on the Throwdown Thursday edition of the Detroit CityCast, presented to you by the great folks at Bat Rivers. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. So it's been fa- really fascinating for me to talk with many of you on social media and in public and just the, the kind of groundswell of support as well as hate. And not as, uh, not as much hate as, you know, I, I would think would be overwhelming to make me frustrated, but enough where I'm kind of like, okay, this is a little absurd. And we're, of course, talking about Matthew Stafford. Now, Matthew Stafford was drafted overall number one after the Lions went 0-16, you know, was with the team for 13 years, played most of those except for being injured that year when he got hurt against Cleveland and missing some games here and there after that. But one of the most durable quarterbacks in the NFL for the last 20 years and definitely the least of the Lions' problems 90-plus percent of the time when he was their starter. And I liken this a lot to the Justin Verlander situation where he had been in Detroit for a decade plus, you know, had been there the whole time in his career. Uh, you know, basically he was a rookie with the Tigers that went to the World Series. I mean, he played a, pitched a few games that one year and then went to the World Series uh, in 2006. And when he went to the Astros, it wasn't like we as Detroit fans were happy we wish that he could have won a title here and he did everything he could in all those game fives. I know he started bad in the World Series, but was much better, uh, obviously, later in his career in 2012. And that, the whole Tigers team just got walloped against the Giants that year. But he gave his all and, and his blood, sweat, and tears. And yeah, could he be cranky with the media and the whole Kate Upton thing and all that stuff? But it was never a question of him not giving 100%. I mean, think about the walk-up business the Tigers did for the first time since maybe the 80s when they were, you know, with Sparky Anderson. Who's pitching tonight? Justin Verlander. Let's go see the game. You know, Mark Fidrich was the only other guy in 30 years that was similar to that, unless you want to go all the way back, you know, to the Mickey Lolich, uh, you know, days and, uh, De- and Denny McLean back in, in 68 in that era. If JV was pitching, you were watching the game, 
you were maybe going to the game, maybe it was a Thursday afternoon, you're like, you know what, you know what, I'm going to play hooky from work, go watch JV. Uh, on a Friday night, you maybe you didn't have plans, and you talked to your buddies or your wife or your girlfriend or whoever it was, and said, you know what, JV's pitch tonight, let's go to the Tigers game. And so many of those games would end up selling out or be close to sellouts because JV was pitching. So he did so much for the city of Detroit and for the Tigers. Why would you not be happy for him having a chance to get that World Series? Yeah, it would be great if it was in Detroit, but it could have been. Tigers weren't in the playoffs. They were becoming a bad team at that point after Jim Lee had left in the bad Brad Auspice years. Why, if the Tigers aren't involved against the Astros, would you not be rooting for JV? Now, I know the majority of you listening were. I, I, I've talked to many of you. I've done various shows on the Tigers flagship, 97 won the ticket, discussing this exact topic. And the high majority of you were happy for him. But then there were guys that were just, and girls that were just haters. You know, I don't want JV ever to win anything. He's a jerk. This is the way sports goes. To be honest, it was lucky that JV was here as long as he was. Because so many athletes these days are staying for four years, five years, three years, one year, two years. They're not staying for uh, basically a decade. He did. And that's the correlation to Matthew Stafford. Now, once again, majority of you listening, majority of you that I've talked to on various shows and platforms I do the shows on, people in public, family members, friends of mine that I've discussed with this about, have all said the same thing. They are happy for Stafford. The Lions are not relevant in the playoff race right now. Why would they not be rooting him on? And to me, if you're a true Blue Lions fan, I know that some of you, and we'll get to this other side of it in a second, but some of you are frustrated the Lions couldn't do anything with Stafford, so you're naturally just going to want to hate on anyone having success aside from the Lions. And I understand that. I'm a long-suffering Lions fan myself, but I also can see the bigger picture, the macro view, if you will not get too technical on you. If you're a true Blue Lions fan... I'm not saying you have to root for the Rams on Sunday because maybe you're a Bengals fan or you like Joe Burrow or, you know, the Bengals were your, your second team for, you know, growing up because they were in proximity, close proximity to the Lions. I get it. But if that's not the case, why would you not be rooting for Matthew Stafford? This is a guy who did everything was asked of him, played hurt with broken bones in his back, with various injuries throughout his career, and in covering Stafford and being in that locker room in Allen Park and being there at Ford Field and talking to him after several games and several practices, you know, throughout his career. It was one of these things where you knew this guy cared. You knew he was trying to do everything he could. There were times that he would come to, to Allen Park, the practice facility, in the dead of winter after the Lions season was over, but the NFL was still maybe going on, and then obviously February as well, when the Super Bowl was over. And he would come and watch film or throw balls to receivers or whatever he could do to give himself and the Lions a better chance. Now, this is where we go to the other side, where I get that there's Lions fans that are jaded. I don't believe the whole Lions free since 2003 crowd. I mean, there's some of you out there, but I'm not built that way. But then there's some of you that are just going to be very frustrated because you don't want to see anyone have success without the Lions because the Lions have had none going back to 91 when they won that last playoff game. And obviously the three playoff years with Stafford, if the Lions had even just a reasonable defense when they played the Saints in 2013, they would have, they could have, or 2011, they could have won that game. We could have won the NFC. And then obviously the Seattle game sucked and the Dallas game with the Pettigrew flag. But it wasn't like Stafford was bad in those games. He was actually brilliant for the majority of the Dallas game. He was great against the Saints. The defense sucked. And then the whole team was terrible against Seattle in a year where they just did not have it. And of course, Stafford had injuries that game, no running game. And, and I know some of you also say, well, you know, too many excuses were made for him. Listen, 
there was one year during Stafford's career. I think it was his maybe third or fourth season. Le'Veon Bell for the Steelers had 800-yard rushing games. There was a period of, I think it was six years, that Stafford had 200-yard rushers. Not in one season, in six years. There was serious flaws with offensive linemen. There was no run game. Obviously, he had Calvin Johnson and he had, you know, weapons at times. But overall, the team was built incorrectly. Now, blame that on whomever you want. Matt Miller before Stafford got there, leading into the, obviously, the Martin Mayhew era. uh, And then, of course, leading into the Bob Quinn era. You can blame anybody you want. William Clay Ford, which I know a lot of you like to blame in the first place. The bottom line is Stafford wasn't the problem. He was the least of the Lions' problems. Yes, he got benched in that game against Arizona. I remember me and Dennis 50 and my longtime radio partner at 97 won the ticket. We actually did the post-game of that show. We used to do the post-games from Ford Field when the, the Lions were previously on 97 before they left and now they're back. And I remember I looked up, I found this article about previous overall number ones that have been benched and most of them, I think it was actually almost more of them than not, did not come back to be successful. Not come back to have, you know, resurgent careers and obviously Stafford did it right away and talk about resurgent careers, you know, the guy's still below 35 years old and he's in a Super Bowl and he's won three playoff games this year. So, yes, it's frustrating as a Lions fan. We know that they're such a, a sad sack franchise. But don't blame the Lions all you want for not getting the job done and building the right team with Matthew Stafford. And remember, there was always the, the diatribe, you know, Stafford needs more weapons. Get him more weapons. You know, that's the old adage, you know, just keep getting him more and more toys. That was the truth. They needed to get him toys, but they needed to build the team the right way. And that's why, even though it sucks that Stafford is gone, the fact that you have Brad Holmes here now, who helped architect build the Rams with Les Snead, built from the lines out, got the right guys in there. You know, not everyone on that team is because of Brad Holmes, but a lot of them are. Van Jefferson, Akers, Donald, etc. I mean, he's the college scouting guy the Lions have always needed. Bob Quinn was a pro personnel guy. Martin Mayhew was kind of an idiot. Matt Millen was the biggest idiot. Brad Holmes knows how to identify college players and the value of drafting them. And look at some of these impactful players that the Rams have. I mean, Van Jefferson's another one that was drafted lower than a lot of people thought he could have been. Now, if you like, did a redraft and that kind of a thing. So you've got to trust in Brad Holmes identifying the right pieces and that next quarterback. Because the Lions, and I, I've given you this throughout the last several weeks, especially during the playoffs. The Bengals are a perfect blueprint for Detroit. Now, the Bengals haven't won anything yet. This is a team that had won a playoff game further back than Detroit had. And now they've won three games this year and they're in the Super Bowl with a second-year quarterback coming off a bad injury in his rookie year in Joe Burrow, who is trying to become the first ever to win a high school title, a Heisman, a college national championship, and, of course, a Super Bowl. So there is a blueprint out there that if the Lions are lucky enough to get a Matthew Stafford-type quarterback again, and yes, I've said this for a long time, I was one of the handful of media members in Detroit that always was sticking up for Matthew Stafford when a lot of people would say, I stand Padford, not just, you know, listeners of radio shows, but other media members that Stafford's not good enough to win a Super Bowl. Well, guess what? He is. And he always was. And he's showing that right now, you know, about to play in the biggest game of his life. 
And you saw it. I love this because, you know, covering Stafford after, as I mentioned, those tons of practices and games where I would talk to him after in the media, you know, would, he would address the media and we'd, we'd all discuss certain things with him. And, and there was the lighter moments during training camp and then the serious moments after big wins or tough losses. After that game, when they beat San Francisco, and I was watching this game from the Wind Sportsbook in Vegas, and it was on this huge screen they have there. And you saw, I forget, maybe it was Aaron Andrews, I'm trying to remember who was interviewing him, but whoever it was, you, he was excited but he was like, okay, we ain't done yet. We got more business to take care of. That is the sign of a guy that knows the moment, that knows what's going on and knew it here in Detroit. And it's, you know, some of you thought that he didn't care. That, oh, he's getting paid. He was the highest paid player for a minute and making millions of dollars a year. He didn't care if they wanted, he cared. I saw the way he handled his post-game injuries after tough losses. I saw the way he credited the team and you know, the coaching staff when it was a big win, when that, that was deserving of, of being credited. This is a guy that knows football, that's a top-level quarterback. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Big Ben or Russell Wilson or even maybe a Drew Brees. He doesn't have to be. He was never a top four or five quarterback. He was, as I always said, EOE, edge of elite. But he was at times elite. And there's times where Matthew Stafford, maybe him and Andrew Luck and a couple others, could only make the throws they make. And imagine if Matt Stafford had been drafted by the Dallas Cowboys years ago when they got D.C. Gallagher. If he was on the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Baltimore Ravens. Teams that were the Packers that were built the right way. It's like Tom Brady, who's the GOAT quarterback of all time, but I think Aaron Rodgers is probably the best quarterback as far as the position it goes. Him or Peyton Manning. Brady even said that if Aaron Rodgers played for the Patriots, he'd probably have nine Super Bowls. If Matt Stafford played for several other teams... He'd have at least one, if not two, if not three Super Bowls. And there was a study, or a study, a poll that was taken informally, I think it was by ESPN a few years ago, that asked the NFL GMs if they would take Matt Stafford over who they had. And it was like 26 of them said yes. Something like that. It was in the 20s. He is a top 10 and at times top 5, 6 quarterback based on what he can do. He doesn't have to be those guys that I just mentioned because that's those guys are in a different class. But he's right there. And that's why this Rams team is where they're at. Yes, he's made mistakes at times. That interception against the Niners could have been devastating. But he's played really damn good football throughout the entire playoffs. And a lot of the late late part of the regular season after having some weird games, you know, around the mid part to week 13, 14 of the season, just really finished in a very strong way. And I, I just can't imagine if you're a true Blue Lions fan after all he did here in Detroit why you would be anything but excited for him. I'm not saying you're going to be a Rams fan and go out and get a Stafford jersey, a Stafford Rams jersey, but like the Justin Verlander thing that I, I, I mentioned. When you correlate it to that, why would you not be happy for JV getting that title? Why would you not be happy for Matthew Stafford? I, I'm ecstatic for him. I remember as a younger guy getting my act together, and those of you that don't know, I'm now 11 plus years sober, and I've celebrated this with all of you and because of you, and I, I'm just, it's an honor to be able to do these kind of things that I do, these shows that I do, and I'm doing it because I am sober. But I, I was waiting tables. I had my foot in broadcasting, but I kind of was getting my act together. And it was a restaurant called J. Alexander's in West Bloomfield, Michigan. And Stafford and Kelly, before they even were married, used to come and I waited on them all the time. And, you know, Stafford, they were always, him and Kelly were always really nice. I think he, he always got the, uh, the salmon. She got the grilled chicken salad. And I told him one day, I'm like, listen, man, 
Uh, he probably thought this kid, this kid, whatever. I'm like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a broadcaster. I'm you know working my way back in to the business, and I, I think I, I think I might have even told him that I had some struggles with addiction or whatever. I'm like, I'm gonna be seeing you in the locker room one of these days soon. He's probably like, yeah, this this peddly little kid. And then I think it was like six months later. I'm like, man, I, I told you, Matthew, I told you I'd be in her. And he was like, wow, that's it's it's awesome, man. And you know, I wasn't super close with Stafford, but I covered him for years. For 97 won the ticket and, and, you know, being able to be there as a reporter and also a host. And I had nothing but respect for the guy. He fought his ass off. And I, I can't wait for them to hopefully win the Super Bowl. I am picking the Rams not because it's just Matt Stafford. I think they're the better team right now. All due respect to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And I'll tell you, man, I mean, why would you not be anything but excited for Matt Stafford if you're a Lions fan? Because it's an extension of what he was able to do here it sucked that he couldn't get it done here. Hopefully that's what Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, at least Brad Holmes for sure for now, from what I can see, were brought into here in Detroit to get done, to build this team to the, the right kind of team that when they have that quarterback, because you've got to have a, the right quarterback, unless you're going to get lucky to have this incredible defense and have a Trent Dilfer type guy or Brad Johnson, that you can have a guy that's like a Stafford and not waste that talent like the Lions have with Barry Sanders at times and Calvin Johnson. In a way, they didn't wait. You can't really say they wasted their talent. Yeah, they should have won titles. But they played some incredible football while they were there. It just sucks the way that Calvin Johnson left early and Barry Sanders left early. That was the waste. When they were here, I mean, you can't really, it's tough to win titles. You can't say it was a total waste because they had some incredible moments, some of the greatest moments in NFL history. But that's what this culmination of Matthew Stafford is. And I can't wait to, you know, be out in Vegas watching this on a huge screen on Sunday. Rooting on, I got my Stafford goat shirt, my tongue-in-cheek Stafford goat shirt to bring. uh, Just to, you know, to know that this is a guy that, Gave us all in Detroit, and hopefully can get it done for the Rams and then the Lions, and maybe be that blueprint with the Bengals, and dare I say, get to some playoff wins, and dare I say, get to a Super Bowl uh, in the next several years, not the next like several decades. All right, uh, a couple things before we get out of here. One, great news: Lou Whitaker, his number is going to be retired by the Tigers this year. Well deserved. Uh, you know, Lou Whitaker is one of those guys that. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. And, you know, it's it's going to happen when he'll get in when it comes to the, the uh, you know, Veterans Committee. And, of course, you know, you've got, you, you, you had Trammell and Morris getting in. But to retire his number, he's going to be the ninth ever, 65 years old in May, his number one to be retired. Uh, he has one of the great wars that's not in the Hall of Fame. He's tied with, he has a 75.1 war, which is wins above replacement. And that's tied with Hall of Fame catcher Johnny Bench for the 80th best in history. He's going to get in. It's going to happen. Thank God for the Veterans Committee. But they're going to retire his number, so that's awesome. Lou Whitaker's number one, August 6th, in a pregame ceremony before Tampa Bay. Uh, the Rays uh, come and knock into Comerica Park. I will definitely be there on that night on August 6th. And then I, I mentioned this, you know, earlier in the show that I kind of feel like I've been robbed. And I think a lot of you know me as a very emotional and outwardly emotional guy. And I try to be kind to everybody and I try to, you know, be empathetic. And I, I, I preach my sobriety to try to help others and work with mental illness charities. I'm not trying to say this to like, you know, make myself look good or anything, but I feel like I, I got some good karma built up. But out of nowhere, when I was in Vegas uh, a couple weeks ago now, my Twitter got hacked. I remember I was in the Wind Sports book, having a great day with my friend the show. We're betting horses. We're, you know, getting ready for the NFC and AFC title games the, the following day. 
And I tried to log into my Twitter and it, it wouldn't let me. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then I got an email alert that it was a login device from some Android device and I have an iPhone. And then I tried to, you know, get into it another way and I couldn't. And basically I was locked out of my own Twitter. Someone hacked in from Seattle, changed my password, sent me about 500 spam emails to the work email that was associated with my Twitter. And it's been a massive battle ever since. I mean, I keep emailing Twitter. I think it's all automated. They're not really doing anything for me. I'm trying to reach out to friends of mine that might know people that work in Twitter. If you're someone that knows anybody that works in Twitter, let me know. Uh, I mean, you can't, you can't contact me on Twitter. So I guess you'll have to get to get to me on Instagram at danleach971. But please, if you know anybody, let me know. But I, I wonder if anyone else has had something like this happen. I know a good friend of mine that works at Vison, my friend Stormy, who I go on their, on their My Guys in the Desert or My Guys in the Desert show often. Uh, her Instagram was hacked, had like 20,000 followers. And it, it was a, a pain in the ass for her. I know my producer, the great Stephen Jung, had got a Twitter, you know, had an issue with that uh, a few years back. It's it's really frustrating. And I just feel like I was completely, like, robbed and am naked and taken advantage of. And I don't understand why. And thank God my Twitter is still there. And they haven't done anything crazy or they haven't ransomed me, at least from what I've seen. Um, but I hopefully we'll get it back. I'm going to keep fighting. But if not, I'll have a new Twitter for you. And we'll get it all out there. We'll get the shows posted out there. And, you know, I just, I wanted to share that with you because it's really been, it's really been frustrating. And I wonder if anyone else has gone through something like that. I know that maybe some of you don't have as many followers. I mean, not that it's about followers, but, you know, when you have, the more followers you have, it's more frustrating because you're getting content to more people if you do what I do. And, but I don't care if you have five followers or five million followers. It still hurts no matter what. And uh, very frustrating. So that's the update. I don't know if some of you have been trying to reach out to me on Twitter. That's why I've been dark. It, it scared one of my friends. He reached out to another one of my friends. And he's like, yeah, Leach has been dark on Twitter for a week. I'm worried about him. And my other friends started worrying about me. And I actually had food poisoning for a couple days this week. And I'm feeling fine now. But uh, they were like worried that something happened to me. I'm okay. My Twitter got hacked. And if you're the hacker out there, I'm not giving you any money. But just give me my Twitter back. All right, before we get out of here, as always, the Squatch Olympic play of the day. We are going to go to men's hockey. The men's hockey tournament just got it started. It's a Friday, 3.40 in the morning Eastern time game. Switzerland and the Czech Republic. This is going to be an absolute battle to the end. It's the Czech Republic right now. Bet Rivers minus 134. I really like the Swiss team and what I've seen from them leading up to the Olympics. They're getting plus 110. This is going to be a half unit play for you, but I like Switzerland getting the 110. You look at the puck line, it's plus one and a half for the Swiss, minus 275. I'm not touching that. There's no value there. But I think that a flyer on a half unit play on Switzerland plus the 110 is a solid play for you. Like you'll get some, some cash early in the morning, wake up, get ready for work or stay up all night like I do. I'll be out in Vegas. So I'll still be up. It'll be midnight out there uh, and enjoy that win and get ready for the big football weekend. That's going to do it for us here today on the Throwdown Thursday edition of the Detroit CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. And then coming up tomorrow on the Football Friday show, our final Football Friday show, there's actually a game to be played. We'll get into all the props that I love, my official game selection for Super Bowl 56 between the Rams and the Bengals. There's a lot of great Bet Rivers boosts that we'll go over as well. And uh, some interesting things I have about what you can do in-game uh, during the Super Bowl if things start a certain way. So we'll get into all that on tomorrow's Football Friday show. Until then, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach in Vegas now. The Squatch out.